Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for having your way in this service. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus and receiving from Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to His name. I, and I, I, can't help but, I can't help but feel like who am I to stand when the Lord's at work? <laughs> Amen. He's at work. Glory to His name. We just give Him praise and glory for each and everything. But this morning, I've, I, I know that I have a word from the Lord still. I know that He gave me something still. And the service is gone in just a fashion that proves to me that, you know, that He gave me something to give to His children, His people. You're still a child of the Most High God. You're still a child of the Most High God. You are still a child of the Most High God. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Each and every one of us, we are a child of the Most High God. Glory to His name. I thank Him for Him. Thank Him for it today. Glory to His name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, this morning, uh, uh, I'm going to be speaking. I'll go ahead and give you uh, the, uh, the uh, title that I, that I thought about. I'm going to be talking about a clean heart. A clean heart this morning, or, you know, or uh, a pure heart. And uh, before I give you my scripture text, I want to uh, give a praise, another shout out, uh, and glory to God. For uh, Brother Joe's friend, his, his name was uh, James Grizzard, and I don't. He remember last week how he come up and got a prayer cloth. Yeah. He was supposed to go Thursday and have surgery done. Don't you know God did a miracle in that man's life, and he went in and they did a scope and they found no blockages, nothing. <laughs> Glory to His name, Hallelujah! Yes, give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, glory to His name. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nothing found wrong whatsoever. They was prepared to do what they needed to, but they didn't have to. Glory to his name. So Brother Joe had let me know that and wanted me to share that with y'all this morning. And I just give God the praise and glory for it. God the praise and glory. Lord, he's a good God. Amen. All right. Praise the name of the Lord. So thinking of those two things, I want to go to my uh, uh, scripture text uh, this, this morning. Uh, the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 51 and verse 10, uh, is what we're going to start with. Uh, Psalms 51 and 10, and it, and it says there, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now this is a portion uh, of words that uh, King David is saying in Psalms. And he is saying, he's saying in, in this uh, prayer that he has, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit or right spirit within me. Something steadfast, something steadfast, something right, something pure and holy. And that clean heart that David is seeking and searching for this morning. Glory to his name. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Lord, we come to you today. We thank you for, for this service, Lord, uh, that we've had thus far. We know that you have been here, Lord, and we thank you for your presence. You're almighty, Lord Jesus, and, and you heal in every way possible, and we thank you for it. And, Lord, as, as I uh, attempt to uh, speak your word, Lord, direct me, use me as you see fit, because it's your word that's holy and true. Nothing else matters but your word, Lord Jesus, and we need that today more than ever do we need your word today, Lord Jesus, and help us in, to receive it and utilize it in this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. And, uh, tell you something, uh, it's kind of it's funny. I, I, took it as, I took it as kind of funny. It's a saying, I guess, that's kind of getting around. Uh, there's a, 
a Christian comedian guy uh, did a scene. I don't know if he started this or just getting around. What's his name, honey? Jonathan Chris? John Chris. John Chris is a, a Christian comedian, and he, uh, he's uh, got some T-shirts. Now, I don't know if this goes to his credit like he started or nothing. I'm just telling you what he said. So uh, he says uh, on, on, this, uh, on this shirt, check your heart. Now, it's check your heart. You know, like so the Christians and, you know, when you uh, sort of kind of judge somebody else, you may kind of look. You kind of look at somebody else and kind of judge what they're doing, and so and the same is to yourself. Say, okay, check your heart, check your own set, check yourself, check your heart before you kind of judge somebody else. And it's kind of a comical thing that he, how he lets it out is just he uh, he shows different uh, aspects and events uh, that takes place, and you know gives a little different comedy uh, commentaries on him. But he's like, okay, check your heart, Christian, check your heart. And uh, I thought that was neat, and I just wanted to share that with you uh, when, he's, uh, when, he's, when he says, check your heart. But, uh, but I want to talk this morning about a clean heart. And the human heart is the most important muscle that we have. Uh, after all, it's what keeps us alive. Without that heart pumping our blood, uh, there's no life in us. So every minute your heart pumps about five quarts of blood through a system of blood vessels that's over 60,000 miles long. And that translates to about 2,000 gallons of blood every day. That's how, that's how hard your heart's working. You know, when, uh, we, get, when we get home uh, from work, you know, we may kick back in a chair, take it easy and rest. We may feel like that we're getting rest ourselves by just relaxing, but your heart is still not relaxing. Your heart is still pumping and working constantly. Even when you're in bed at rest, even though your heart rate may slow when you rest, you, your heart is still working constantly, still going. And the number one uh, thing that kills both men and women in, in our society is heart disease. And I'm sure most everybody's heard this. That, uh, uh, but there, each year there's more than 633,000 men and women that die because of this. And the one that comes in second is cancer. But heart disease is the number one cause of death for men and women alike. So knowing all of this and how important that our bodies are uh, and how we treat our bodies uh, we need to be mindful of the effects that our lifestyles has on our heart and our body. We, we, need, to, we need to be mindful about that. Uh, praise the Lord. And our, we need to be mindful and, and, and take into consideration not only our, just ourselves personally, but our families. Our families, we need to care about our families enough to take care of our bodies uh, and, and, and cherish our body. After all, it is what God has given us. But not only our families, but we need to honor God as well in our body. We should honor God in taking care of ourselves and His creation. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. It says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God? And you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That's pretty plain and clear that you're not only your body belongs to God, but your spirit as well. It, it both belongs to God. So how we live daily affects the longevity of our lives and the condition of our heart. And sometimes conditions uh, are hereditary and we have no control over. You know, sometimes things just happen to you. It was passed down and there's nothing you can do about it. And we know spiritually 
there's something that's passed down from us from birth, and there's absolutely nothing that we can do about that other than ask for redemption, and that's that sin that we're born with. That's, you know, that's something that's passed down ever since Adam, and there's nothing we can do about it other than ask God for forgiveness of our sins. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's an an hereditary factor right there. And so, uh, like the hereditary factor I just mentioned, you might say that our heart is evil from the start. In Genesis 6 and 5, the Lord saw that the weakness of man was great in in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And this is referring to when uh, uh, when God was about to destroy the uh, the world by flood, and he he saw how much just uh, sin and wrongdoing and corruption was in the was in the world, and God w- was tired of it. And so this was during Noah's time, and he, it was so corrupt and violence was everywhere that God had finally had enough, and Noah's family, whom were overcomers of the world, was going to be the only survivors from this destruction. And this lets us know that. Uh, that although, although the violence and lawlessness and corruption was rampant, like our society is today, Noah still found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And the Bible says that Noah walked with God. So this lets me know that although there's so much violence and uh, corruption in Noah's time, he still had time to have a pure heart with God and seek God and search God. And and the Lord blessed him and took care of him and saw fit that when he destroyed the world by flood, that he saved Noah and his family. And the pastor was talking about the ark earlier, about how they got a replica of it. Glory to the name of the Lord. This means that Noah's heart was in in the right place. Now, uh, another another thought that come to mind was uh, Lot in uh, the time of Solomon and Gomorrah when, when the Lord... Uh, was going to uh, uh, destroy both of them. And, you know, you remember Abraham. Now, uh, Abraham was a friend of God, and, and God went. You, you, know, you must be a friend of God if God comes to you and tells you he's about to destroy something. Because that's what happened. God went to Abraham and told him he was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham asked him, well, Lord, he asked him several times, will you, will you destroy for the sake of 50 righteous and then he asked again and dropped it down to like uh, 45 righteous and 30 and 20 and so on. And the Lord told him each time, no, if I find that many righteous, then I will not destroy it. And do you know that by the time that it was said and done, there was uh, four of them. It was Lot, his wife, and, and his two unmarried daughters that had left. It was down to four that was a righteous, and uh, uh, Sodom was destroyed, and God destroyed it. And... But as they were leaving, you, you may recall and remember that uh, uh, Lot's wife had turned, and they were instructed not to turn back and look. But her, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that her heart probably caused her to turn back and saw what she was leaving and saw what she was leaving behind. And in that moment and instantaneous that her heart turned her back to look, she turned to a pillar of salt. And that's what Scripture said, that she was turned to a pillar of salt. So then it was Lot and his two daughters that went on. But, but Lot still had a mind and a heart for the Lord. He was still seeking the Lord. Even though all of this uh, disparity was going on, all this corruption and violence was going on, all this uh, sinful living, wrongdoing was going on, Lot still had a mind for the Lord. He still had a heart for the Lord Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. And You know, it's just like it is in today's time. It seems like, in today our time, just like in Noah, it seems like there's no honoring of God. 
There's no, there's no respecting him. I mean, people are just really evil anymore. It's no, there's, it, you can find evil everywhere. People don't seem to care about human life. We're, you know, the corruption that takes place in, the, in our uh, governments is, is just unreal. They put on this facade like everything's uh, all uh, peachy and rosy, and they're running the smoothest government possible. They're doing everything rightly by the book. But and then a lot of times you find out that that's not the case. Some there'll be there'll be an event take place, or some corruption come to light, somebody's wrongdoing come to light, and so we know that it's all uh, all a facade, and, and it's not all the case. But uh, it's something to to how see how when we hear about the great politicians and corporate leaders that kind of fall by the wayside like that because their heart is not in the right place. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. Our heart has got to be in the right place. That, that is where we need to be with the Lord. Our heart has got to be in the right place. Glory to the name of the Lord. But, but like I said, even with all the goings-ons of our time, we can still find grace in the eyes of the Lord. It matters where our heart is. Are we seeking after Jesus? Are we leaning on our own understanding? Are we trusting in Him and the Lord and His understanding? Are we searching Him? Uh, Jesus will draw near to us and purify our hearts if we draw near and nigh to Him. And Jesus considers that heart. That's what He's considering. That's what He's looking at. How much of a desire do you have for Him? How hard are you trying to please Him? How faithful are you to Him? We see this when Samuel was to anoint uh, David is the next king in First Samuel 16 and 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see a man as for the for the Lord does not see as man sees. For a for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is this is where God was instructing Samuel uh, that. Uh, uh, who, who was going to be the next king? Because the next king, because Saul uh, was on his way out, and there was to be another king. And the Lord instructed Samuel who to go anoint, and it was going to be uh, uh, one of the sons of David, or uh, excuse me, one of the sons of Jesse. It was to be David. And so uh, when Saul steps in, he's looking at all at all the sons to, uh, that came in and look at them. And Saul seeing how okay, uh, look at the mighty stature of this one, uh, and this one surely is the one that God wants. And God's telling him no. You're looking at you're just a physical being of him. You you can't see in his heart and and how he how what he's seeking and searching, what he's going after, what's in his heart. And that's what the Lord wanted. The Lord knew that David had a heart after him. David knew the, uh, the Lord knew that David had a heart searching after the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Knew this, and so David found grace in the sight of the Lord when that time come. We, we often fall short in ourselves and our ability, just like David did. He fell short. There was things that come, come by, come his way, and he, he fell short. And so, but, the, but because his heart was in the right place, because he was constantly seeking the Lord, he, he had a desire, a yearning for the Lord, the, he, that would allow the Lord to come in, into his heart and purify him and, and clean him up and clean his heart and get it into the place that needed to be uh, when he asked forgiveness. It's the same way for us. When we find ourselves in that place, we are still a child of the Most High God. We may have messed up, but we are still a child of the Most High God. And as long as our heart is in the right place and we allow Jesus to come in, he'll clean that out. He'll take care of that right right where it needs to be and get us right back in track where we need to be and we're to turn from that and go back in a different direction uh, that that the Lord uh, sees fit for us. 
Glory to the name of the Lord. Our heart being in the right place, Jesus will always uh, make up the difference. Uh, uh, I want to, you know, talking about this and talking about, uh, talking about uh, uh, sin, you know, day, uh, what, what the scripture that I, first, that I first brought to you was refer- referring to David and his uh, sin when uh, he, he took Bathsheba and they wound up having a son and she, she was married and David had done that and that was sinful to the Lord. And that's what the scripture is referring to. And so talking about sin, and we, ha- we have to acknowledge and, and address that sin will, keep, will put something between us and God. We cannot mask, we cannot do sin, create, commit sins, and mask it up and, and try to hide it and disguise it by our outward appearance. You, you might recall that uh, the, Fer- the, the Pharisees tried to do just that. You know, they had their dress and their attire, and they, they were uh, uh, reading the words of Moses and trying to and do the very best. And look at us, look at us. You know, we're doing absolutely right. Follow us. We're doing right. But what did Jesus tell them? That they were like whitewashed tombs. So what was, what was he saying, whitewashed tombs? He was saying their appearance looked great. They looked great on the outside, but their heart wasn't right. Their, heart, their, in, their inward wasn't right. And we and that and that's what he was referring to. And he called them hypocrites a whole bunch of times, yeah. because they they wasn't doing right. And they were supposed to be leading and, and instructing the people, directing the people. They were leading wasn't leading them right. And I want to bring up. I wished I would have wrote uh, wrote some information down on this when I heard heard about it, uh, but I didn't. So I'll just uh, it'll have to just be uh, without the name of the church. As a church, uh, we have to address sin and condemn it. From where it's at, we have to let you. We ha, we ha, we have to address it and let you know that that sin will come between you and God. You can, we cannot accept the sin to to just become a manifest. And this past um, uh, this past week, all I know is a church in St. Louis that had some kind of um, um, oh, they had a um, an event take place uh, uh, there that they. They're basically inviting all of the LGBT community into the church and saying, okay, this is okay lifestyle. And they're saying that you have grace under God and that'll be okay and fine. Now, I don't want to just pinpoint one particular group. Sin is sin. And if it's the LGBTQ community, if it's committing adultery, if it's, for, if it's pornography, if it's any kind, the Bible says that lawlessness is a sin. So there's a lot of times just breaking the law can be a sin. Because lawlessness, lawlessness is a sin. And we have to condemn it. We have to rebuke it. We have to talk and speak against it because you have to get that taken care of before Jesus. And you can. He will have grace once you recognize it and accept it. We cannot allow it to just say that it's okay to be, uh, okay to be in the church house and just come uh, open your doors and everybody in society, you don't have to feel any regret, any remorse. If you come through the church house doors and, and you know that there's something that you're hiding and you're masking up and, and, and uh, trying to protect and hide but you don't want let known, you ought, you ought to feel some kind of conviction. You need to feel something to turn. Otherwise, there's no reason for our doors to be open. We're supposed supposed to be changing we're supposed to be asking god for forgiveness of that you we have to make amends for the sin in our life and as long as our heart is in the right place yeah we're going to mess up yeah we're going to sin. i'm not talking about we're living perfect we're going to mess up we're going to have faults david had faults but his heart was right with the lord he was searching god and god forgave him of his imperfections he forgive he will forgive you of your imperfections we have to have a right heart with the lord 
it, it's bad enough to be living in a society that has accepted that they care more about living against God and calling good evil and evil good because that's where we're at today. That's what's happening. That's what's taking place. But like the, uh, like the wise, the Bible says, our own hearts are continually evil. So not only are we living in society with all of this evilness and lawlessness, go if you with the, the social media, the news, the phone, you can't never pull up something and not see some act of evil that's taking place. You can't pull up something and see lawlessness taking place. People just don't obey the law no more. That you know they want to totally not go to totally go against the law. So beyond all that, the Bible says even our own hearts is evil continually. That's what God has said. So we, ha we have to keep that in mind that our heart is going to lead us the wrong direction. If we're not seeking after Jesus and asking him and searching, and searching our heart, Lord, find, search my heart and find what's wrong, find what's going on. Lead me the right direction. I want to always be focused-minded on you, Lord Jesus. Search my heart, Lord. So we definitely have to be focused on Jesus every day because you know what? Our eternity depends on it. Our eternity depends on it. I don't know how many people in, in the world believe in life after death, but I'm going to tell you, everybody that is ever born is going to live forever somewhere. It's just their choice, and it's my choice, and it's your choice of where you're going to live or spend eternity. This is just natural flesh right here. This is just our body over here on this life. But there's going to come a day, there's going to come a judgment throne that we're all going to face, I'm going to face. We're going to, we're going to have to face that. And you know what? The, uh, God is not going to judge each one of you or me based on my words, but he's going to judge it based on the word. We got standing on the word right here because when judgment comes, that's what's going to count. The books are going to be open, and, and we're going to be judged by the word of God. And I want to be—I want to be sure that I'm uh, speaking to you the word of God in the right fashion, the right manner. Let you know that as long as your heart's in the right place, God will take care of you. He will forgive your sins if you ask Him to. He will be just to you. He will take care of it. But you don't don't be misled in thinking that society is going to teach us a different direction and say it's okay just accept all this in, accept the fornicators, accept the adulterers, accept all this pornography. A lot of uh, uh, I was amazed and surprised to hear how many people that it is that gets on the Internet and just watches all this pornography. I'm shocked and amazed. I can't believe that people get caught up in that mess, and that's against God. Nobody has any business watching none of that junk and mess, but people get so consumed with it, they'll spend hours upon hours watching all that mess. But there is help. You can, you can get, if you, if you search God and, and ask him to take that away from you, you can get away from all that mess. And we, we, have to, we have to let people know that there is a way out, and it's Jesus. There is a way out, and I praise, I praise the Lord. Always be seeking after, after Jesus. Always, always uh, it's all about a clean heart. In Matthew 5 and 8, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't, isn't that some good words to hold on to? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall, shall see God. We just need to keep our heart, heart right, church. We need to keep our heart pure. Glory to the name of the Lord. I want, to, I want to take us back now to Psalms 51. Praise the name of the Lord. Psalms 51, and I'm going to, I want to back up and read to you starting in the first verse. And you know, like I told you, this, uh, this is David's uh, confession and forg and, um, that, he, that he was saying 
uh, when y'all you know, remember the prophet Nathan had come to David and told him about his sin and, and told him where he was wrong. And uh, these are the words of David after uh, contemplating on it and thinking of it. So think, as I read this, let's all think about our own, our own lives, our own hearts, uh, and, and how we per, uh, perceive the Lord in our lives. Verse 1 says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for i acknowledge my transgressions that's number one we got to acknowledge our transgressions i think that was even spoke about in sunday school maybe uh that we have to acknowledge our transgressions we have to acknowledge those wrongdoings that we do and my sin is always before me against you you only have i sinned and done this evil in your sight and what he's referring to here like i said is when he um he saw the uh, Bathsheba. uh uh, bathing and he was king by this time and he and he went and, and took her and um, had relations with her and and then he tried to cover it up by sending her husband to the front line to be killed and which is what happened and you know I thought uh, it comes to mind you know uh, they talk about I've heard in government that they say it's not the crime it's the cover up and, and so what about if it's not the sin it's the cover up it, you know, if it's not the sin, because the sin can be forgiven, yeah. but are are you trying to cover it up and trying to mask it, you know, and and not and, and not let it be shown? But God knows about it. God sees it. God's all over it. God ha- God has it. So uh, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Now, once again, I want to stop here because in my studies, I come across uh, somebody's thinking. I don't know whose it was. Somebody, uh, somebody's thinking. When it talks here, right, that he was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Do you know there's a belief going around that uh, David was not the son of Jesse? Because they're saying that his mother must have com- uh, committed adultery. Uh, with someone else by, by this scripture right here. That's what some folks think. But, but my Bible says that David is the son of Jesse. That's what the Bible says, and, that, and, and that's what I believe and know. And, and the genealogy from Adam all, all the way to Jesus is in Matthew. It, it, it's listed, and it's listed more than once. So, I, you know, people think what they think, but that, that's, that's, that's wrong. Uh, the verse 6, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Right here, we're talking about our heart. Right here, he, he's, you desire truth in the inward parts, or you desire truth in the heart, he's saying. And in the hidden part, or heart, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the, that the bones you have broken may rejoice Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. 
Isn't that something to think on too? Is not only the Lord has forgive us for our sin and wrongdoing, but we're here to help the others too. We're here to help other other people as well. And 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 all sinners can be converted. As many as is that we can reach and help, even if it's just one in a long period of time. Helping somebody matters. Helping somebody matters. Glory to the name of the Lord. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall my mouth shall show forth your praise, for you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Praise the Lord. Okay, okay, Dave. So this morning I just I just want to leave you with the thought of always thinking of a clean heart, always seeking after, seeking after Jesus, always asking him to, to purge your heart, search your heart. If there's anything in there that's wrong, sometimes we sin and we don't even know about it. I mean, that's why when I pray and I still ask God to forgive my sins, I say, Lord, there's maybe things that I'm doing that I don't even realize. I don't even know and understand fully all sins that I may be doing. Forgive me for them. And definitely the ones that I know about, I'm like, yep, I done, I done did it again. I know this is wrong against God. And I, I have that contrite heart because I care enough about m- my soul and my eternity. And I don't want to be against God. I want I want to be for God, and, I, and God is definitely for me. I'm still a child of the Most High God. You are still children of the Most High God. And He will al- always come to your to your need and rescue whenever you call upon him glory to the name of the lord praise the lord let's all stand